Welcome back to the Sporting Lounge, everybody. What's up? What's up? We're here tonight with Travis and Austin without the loudmouth Ben. How we doing? <laughs> we doing? We 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 doing good, my guy. Ben Ben couldn't be here tonight because of noise. That's what we got. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay though. So today, I wanted to kind of recap uh, the NBA playoffs, the games that happened yesterday, and the games that happened today. So the first one up on my list is the Celtics versus the Hawks. Celtics won one nineteen to one hundred six, and I was kind of I'm I'm not surprised because I was kind of calling the the Celtics to sweep them. However, I am curious when um, Trey Young, there you go, there is name. Trey Young is actually <laughs> going to pop off because we know he can pop off for you know forty fifty points, but he's been relatively quiet. Only again about twenty five points a game right now in these past two games. Oh yeah, he's been underachieving a, a lot lately. I, out of respect for them, I said that Boston would only gentlemen sweep them. They'd give up one game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Boston just sweeps them. Yeah, there's a I recent mean, there's a recent panel at a vote of from NBA players. It was all uh, anonymous though, so they didn't rat on each other, but majority of current NBA players that took part in this poll said that Trey Young was the most overrated player in the league. Well, yeah, there was a, a couple more that called uh, some other people underrated, but Trey Young shot 9 of 22 last night. Daniel Hunter, DeAndre Hunter, did, a, what was it? Why did I just back out of it? Gosh darn it. 8 of 19, and then 11 of 24 from Murray. Tatum had 29. White had another 26. He's been averaging some nice games lately. White's been backing it up a little bit. And the Jalen Brown had a respectable 18 points right there. So that's been pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Well, let me see. I, I'm trying to find out the final list for the over or the underrated people. Because I thought it was kind of funny who else they shouted out in it. but I honestly didn't see... <clears throat> The uh, the other people that were on the list. No, no, I did not. I didn't see the other list at all. I just saw. I just I just saw what was posted on ESPN and Facebook. Yeah, that's that's where I saw it. Oh well. So then, let's see what the next game was. So next game, the Cavs Knicks. Cavs one hundred seven. Knicks ninety. Tied the series up one apiece. How we feeling? Mm-hmm. I, I had a feeling this was going to be a seven-game series. This is uh, going to be super competitive. The first game was only a four-point game that the Knicks won. So, and, Gar- and Garland and Mitchell are both capable of exploding, and so is Brunson, obviously, on the other side, and Randall. Right. <clears throat> you got everything you want here. You got explosive scores. You have a Defensive Player of the Year finalist and Evan Mobley on the Cavaliers, and then you have a guy like Mitchell Robinson on the Knicks who can play some pretty good defense himself. But this is an interesting series. The Cavs are the better team throughout the regular season. But so right now, who are you picking to, to win? I'm going to say Cavs in six currently. Oh. So funny note to go with the Trey Young thing. The <laughs> TD Garden uh, chanted overrated to Trey Young <laughs> after he's voted the, the most overrated in the poll. I think oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> oh yeah, he's I think he's gonna get traded. 
You think so? Where would oh, you yeah. think he'd get traded to then? I'm that's where I'm not sure. Mm. Um I don't know where he'd be a good fit at. No, he's he's a volume and he's an inefficient volume shooter and a liability on defense. <clears throat> he he's in the league leaders in assists every season so far, but he, he's he's Allen Iverson 2.0, the better shot from three at least. But I don't think he has the same uh, driving package and abilities that AI had. So, so Julius Randle was um, voted one of the, along with Trey Young, were voted overrated players in the league. I don't think Julius Randle's overrated. I just think that he chooses when he wants to play hard. It, when he plays hard, he's capable of being top five at his position in the league easily. Yeah, I mean, he he bounced back this season with 25 points a game. Pretty respectable. Pretty good number. That is true. That is true. That, yeah, that's going to come down to the wire. I still think the most ex- exciting playoff series that for the like, – I know it's first round, mm-hmm. but I think – and I know they're down 2-0 right now, but it doesn't feel like it. Um. Golden State and Sacramento has been the most exciting series so far. That has it's, been a fun one to watch. Yes, it has. Um, another thing that aligned with the vote was um, like who players think were the GOAT. And more than, I think it was like 60 to 30, voted Michael Jordan as the GOAT. Yep. There's a pretty decent margin between the two. That should end it all. You think so? It's Jordan's goat. True. I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, out of every though. there's there's been numerous polls taken, including this most recent one. That, like, I've seen easily probably a hundred different polls in the last year and a half, and pretty much every single one of them has Jordan by sixty five percent or above. So, yeah, it wasn't wasn't super close. So. That's what I mean. Like, it'd be different if it was like 55, 45, you know, 52, 48, something like that. But like, it's huge. Like, majority of people believe Jordan's to go, and rightfully so. And that's not really debatable at this point. It is majority of people. Every poll backs that up. So, you got to believe that to the day you die? Kind of thing? Yep. Just because, as a diehard Laker fan, if the Lakers somehow even make it to the finals, let alone win it, I will say that it's rigged. There's no way. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't think they deserve it? Not with the team that they have. There's no way. That's fair. All right. So this next game we got is the Suns Clippers. Suns won at one twenty three to one hundred nine. Again, this Chris Paul got that monkey off his back. Chris Paul got the monkey off his back. Scott Foster, the referee, ref that game and prior to well, that they game. They got some history. <clears throat> yeah, as I say, prior to that game, Chris Paul was 0-13 games refed by Scott Foster, and now he, he finally he finally got one. Yeah, they got a lot of history between each other, which I think is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Ma- Who do you think is going to win the series? Who do you got? Phoenix. Yeah, I think I got Phoenix too as well. It's going to be close. I think that, that series is going to go seven games. I don't know, it's been pretty tight so far, and if, I don't know if there is a chance, but if there, if Paul George somehow comes back for part of the series, it could swing it. I'm not sure, though. Is he going to come back, though? I don't know. I don't think he would. <clears throat> Was Giannis just out this one game? So far, that's all we've got the update for. Is he, it was, he was announced this morning that he wasn't going to play tonight. 
but when when they did x-rays and mris on his back no breaks or anything like that i just had a lower back contusion so i wouldn't be surprised i mean the fact that they're probably going to go up i mean well they're going to probably tie the series up one one without Without him. him they might they might rest him one more game if they need to i mean they've done decently without him when they have had a play so oh yes oh yes and that's part of the reason why I think he's second on the MVP voting. Oh, yeah, I'm going right into that. <laughs> so, to, so to list the players real quick uh, that were voted most overrated, Trey Young, Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam. Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Jaron Jackson Jr., R.J. Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Austin Reeves. I don't agree with a lot of that because a couple There's, people like Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul, they're not overrated. They're just on the, you know, they're on their last leg of their career. Of course, they're not I, the same players they used to be. And then I Jaron Jackson like, Jr. literally just averaged like 20 and 10 and won defensive right. player of the year at 23 years old. Okay. I saw, I saw one of the players, honestly, of course, whatever, explain why they picked Rudy Gobert. Was I, I agree with Rudy Gobert. Like, That's a good one. He's 7-3 and just rebounds. What else does he do? Kind of thing, yeah. I I agree with Rudy Gobert and Dylan Brooks and Trey Young. Randall, I don't think is overrated. R.J. Barrett might be a little overrated though. And I think Austin Reeves is he's too new to judge that. I think. And he's popping off. He is. I mean, him. he's been doing good. It's his first year. Hell of a story to come up into it with on the two way contract. Yes, being undrafted specific, specifically because he heard the Lakers were interested. So then he decided just to go undrafted. And he signed a two-way deal with the Lakers and the rest is history after that. LeBron speaks very highly of him too. As well. That is true. He he likes him a lot. He Reeves hustles. He plays hard. He's good without the ball. And he's not afraid. He hypes no, himself he, up. He's been doing really good. I've, I haven't watched a lot of his games, but when I have, I've I've loved watching him. So this next game we got well, Grizzlies Lakers. How are we feeling, Travis? Lost by ten. Series tied one one now. I think the Lakers are gonna lose this series ultimately. They I mean What's they lost what by ten without Ja on the other team right. playing. All right, so what do you think the Lakers like X factor is? What do they really gotta do to win? I have Anthony Davis take over games. I think that's, that's what they got to do. I mean, I know Jaron Jackson Jr.'s opposite of him on the other side, but Davis can do his thing. He's very we've we've seen him during this regular season throughout multiple times in his career when he's healthy, just pop off for forty points and fifteen rebounds. He he's got to do that. If, if we can get a three straight game stretch of Anthony Davis playing at that level, then they can win this series. But that's the only way they're going to be able to. I mean, they got the talent on the team to go to make it. Make a nice round of that. But, I mean, Anthony Davis can't be just doing 13 points a game or 13 points like he did tonight. Agreed. So if he can do more than that, be like his first game where he had 22 points. He shot He's 60% good. versus 30%. If he keeps, I mean, you know, 20, 30 points a game, shoot, Lakers would be sitting nice and pretty. I would say, and then he only had eight rebounds tonight, too. That's He can't be doing that. <clears throat> yep, true. LeBron had a 
LeBron type game, 28 points, 10 re- 12 rebounds. Not too bad. Three assists. Austin Reeves only 12 points though, 5 of 12 shooting. Oh yeah, he calmed down. Yeah, down little, give a shout out to Roy Hachimura. He's the first Laker since Magic Johnson in 1996 to have back-to-back 20-point games coming off the bench in the playoffs. Really? Did not yeah. know that. Yes, sir. Interesting. 25 yeah. years old. Oh, he got drafted a few years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. Yeah, I, got, I got an optic rookie card of his. That's pretty nice. An optic rookie card? Is yeah. Is that good? I don't know cards. It can be. Depends on who it is. Depends on what set. Oh, okay. So there's optic like up there and potential yeah, it's a panini. Yeah, it's a panini brand. Uh, okay. And then right now we got Milwaukee absolutely slapping the Bucks, 120 to 92. Slapping the Without Heat. Giannis. I mean, the Heat. Fuck. Why did I? <laughs> Oops. Well done. It's okay. Sometime. It's okay. But yeah, they're absolutely slapping. They scored, the Bucks scored 46 in the second quarter alone. <laughs> that's insane. I was going to say, the, the Bucks scored 35 in the first, and that's the least point. That's the smallest point total they put up in a quarter so far this game, and it's five more points than any quarter the Heat have scored in, scored so far in a quarter. Yeah. I mean, in the first and second quarter combined, the Heat scored 55 points. That's just crazy to think about. The Bucks. Yeah, scored. If, the, yeah, if the Bucks scored zero points in the first quarter, they would have only been down by nine at halftime. They would have been down. I mean, they would have been down. If they didn't score any in the second quarter, they would have been down by a lot more than by nine. <laughs> no, I'm saying if uh, Bucks scored zero in the first. Oh, in the first. Okay. Yeah. I said second. I was like, math ain't mathing right now. <laughs> and then after the third, they still would have only been down by two if they scored zero points in the first. But I mean, the way the Heat are playing, the, the Bucks could score no points. No more. And they'd probably still win. Oh, great. 28 points with nine minutes left in the game. That's that's a tough task. Especially without Yana. Oh, damn. Jimmy Butler's 25 points. Bam, 18 points. They're missing Hero, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, their bench they're is the same. They, they're used they're to, to being able to score points while putting their bench players in, and he's the catalyst for their bench. Yeah, they're absolutely hurting without him. He played a big win or a big role in their their game one win too. Mm-hmm. He only had, I mean, he only had twelve points, but he had some assists in there too as well. And then we got Denver and Minnesota playing right now. Denver's up by fifteen on Minnesota. I expect the Nuggets to win. Left in the second. I can't think they're going to sweep them. I'm pretty sure. I think I said that before this started. Can't remember. I wouldn't. Murray's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they sweep them. But at the same time, I just think the Timberwolves are too talented to get swept. They do got a lot of pieces on their team. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. <clears throat> Murray's having a nice game right now. Fourteen points. Jokic seven points. Green seven points. I like having Jamal Murray back for the Nuggets. I mean. That's part of the reason why the Nuggets and Jokic have failed in the playoffs the last two seasons and the last three seasons. Is mm-hmm. By the time it comes to the playoffs, it's just Jokic healthy. This is the first season he's actually had Murray and Michael Porter Jr. healthy for the entire for majority of the season. And yeah, first time that happens, look at that. They're the one seed. He has a supporting cast. 
Yeah, so crazy <clears throat> how when you're not the only player, <laughs> right? Doing some, and that that alone speaks volumes for how good Jokic is, and that's why I believe Jokic should be winning his third straight MVP over Embiid. Okay, Embiid leads him in scoring, but pretty much every other stat and advanced analytic besides blocks, Jokic is better at. Mm-hmm. And woohoo! <laughs> it's it's kind of the story with the Mavericks right now too. It's only having Luca there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they got Kyrie, but I saw this saw someone talking about it like last week or something like that, where they're basically telling the Mavericks to get rid of Kyrie because Kyrie's not good for them. But they are also saying how Kyrie's not really good for anyone. That he doesn't just, elevate his teams. He's just very ball dominant. He's not the greatest defender. He's not the worst defender, though, either. And it's just a bad fit. I don't think he's a bad fit for every team. I think if you swapped Kyrie out for Trey Young on that Hawks team, they'd be night and day better. So then, but maybe that's where Kyrie will go because I think his, I don't think he's signed with the Mavs past this year, another year. I don't think he is either. I just, where would you, where would you, do you have like a perfect, kind of like a perfect fit in mind or a better fit for Kyrie? Yeah. I can see him going to the Lakers. I heard the Lakers are going to pursue him again. And then they also are going to try to pursue Draymond Green in the offseason as well from my little rumor mill I've heard. But damn. Yeah. So, try to form a super team one last time around LeBron. This 2023. For 2022-2023 season was a player exercise option in Kyrie's contract. So 2023, he is an unrestricted agent, free agent. So, I mean, unless the Mavs try and re-sign him, but Kyrie's probably going to want to bag again upwards of $35 million a year, something like that at least. Yeah, he'll probably get it too. He's too talented. Some, I mean, some when, team I mean when he's him. actually on the court at his peak, you can't name – five players that play the same position him that are definitively better without argument than him. I mean, he's a hell of a ball handler. I was going to say like Curry and Luca and maybe now Shea Gilgis Alexander, the only point guards in the league that I'll say without question are better than Kyrie. And I'm, and, and I don't even necessarily include Shea because I said without question and I was maybe mm-hmm. so who knows? I mean, I mean, He's His better ball than Dame. Skills are insane. That, that was part of what was so fun about watching Rondo. Yeah, Rondo's skills. Yeah, he couldn't. Wasn't the greatest shooter, but man, could that dude get to the hoop and do some nasty layups and make some nasty, sh- um, nasty passes? He was fun to watch. Spe- yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of Rondo, I actually got asked a question the other day about whether or not Rajon Rondo is a Hall of Famer. And that was actually a really good question. That was an interesting one. Ultimately, after going through everything, I decided that, yes, he is a Hall of Famer, but he's definitely not going to be first ballot and doesn't deserve to be first ballot. He'll probably get in on his third or fourth try. Only the best of the best players deserve first ballot. But he he was like a four-time All-Star. He was a three-time assist leader and like a two-time steals leader. And... He he won he went to two finals and won a chip, and he's had multiple twenty twenty games with points and assists. So, I think he'll ultimately get in. Yeah, 
it was always fun watching the Celtics and and Lakers in that time period. Mm-hmm. Such a good matchup. Did not know Chris Paul is third on all time assist. Yep, and he's probably not going to move any higher than that. He's, st- yeah, he's stuck 14th. there. John Stockton, number one, of course. And LeBron James at four. He's not going to get that. I would say LeBron and Chris Paul are both kind of locked in where they're at for good. There's no way, unless Chris Paul decides to play until he's like 41. Yeah, Chris. I mean, Chris Paul's only like got, 600 I think like, behind. I think he's like 37. I know about 600. You know, he played so, a I mean, whole he have to play another three years or so. Well, he's been averaging like seven assists a game so far this season. He's been slowly dropping off a little bit, but right, but that's still another three years. That's I don't think he's going to play that longer, that much longer. I mean, if he was if he was to play a full eighty-two game season, so that I mean that's seven point three assists per seven point three assists per game is six hundred. Yeah, I, I just did off a of, off a of seven, so or six. So I mean, so he, in, in theory, sh- I, I mean, I guess he has a shot at second, but I don't know if he's. I don't think he's going to be able to get. I don't think he's going to be stocked unless he plays. So he's forty-two. No, he's he's four thousand behind. That's that's all of that. Five years. Let's see or so, how old like Chris Paul is too. Like he's like thirty-seven, isn't he? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's thirty-seven. Let's see when he turns thirty-eight. May sixth. He he'll, he'll be thirty-eight this year in like a, in less than a month. So I don't think he's. I think, you know, because he 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 might finish thirty three hundred behind, right? Yeah, so he might finish so. second. He would have to play another five and a half years, averaging six assists a game, which yeah. I mean, in theory, is doable. But who have we seen to play that long? Right. But then again, we said the same thing about football players. So I don't know. There's going to be someone that plays. It might be LeBron because he wants to play with this kid. If that happens, that'd actually be really cool to see. Really, that would really be kind of cool. cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it's just you've never really seen it done before, but LeBron's also come on and said he's not going to request a trade to where LeBron goes, right? Right. So unless he doesn't get to the Lakers, then he's not not going to really happen because it sounds like LeBron wants to finish his career out as a Laker, which I'm fine with. It's respectable. I'd be the same way if I was LeBron. Yeah. All right, I so mean, the next obviously if I had the opportunity to play professional sports with my child, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, cuz I mean we see it sometimes with brothers a little bit. Mostly father son that's each other. Unique. I think the last time I really saw that was the Griffies in baseball. Yeah. When they were short time on the Mariners. Yep. And that was pretty cool. So the next thing I kind of wanted to touch on and see what you thought was Draymond's suspension for a game. What are your thoughts? Like I don't. I don't like it. If he's being punished off of reputation more so rather than the incident itself, then he doesn't deserve to be punished for the incident. And that's kind of what I've been getting at. Is and that's kind of like pretty much what the NBA said why he was suspended a game too. So like, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's like he, call it technical, fine, whatever. And the fact that you're going to sit around yeah. like. You're in the NBA, pretty much admitting that Sabonis did it, like, is at fault for part of it too by give, issuing him a flagrant one on that play. And if you actually go back and watch it, like, Damian Lillard even defended Draymond. Like, he clearly, like, he, he tweeted it and he circled the picture in slow mo, like, when it happened. Like, Sabonis instigated it all and grabbed him. So, yeah, like, grabbed his foot or whatever when they were tussling on the ground. 
I think like, honestly, like you should have either just gave them both flagrant ones and let them finish playing, call it as it is. And if they get heated, flagrant two, automatic suspend, you know, getting ejected, one more ejection is an automatic suspension. Mm-hmm. Let, it's going to be a heated series. Just let it happen. But especially in the playoffs too, like it was just unneeded, way too quick of a suspension. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I I hate it. I disagree so much with it, but. Sabonis should have been suspended too. Then, if they were going to suspend Draymond, but I still think it's an overkill. I don't think either one of them should have been suspended. No, <laughs> call flagrant one, call it good. Yep. Good at that. End of the day. End of story. And I bet you Sabonis isn't going to be grabbing people's legs no more if he doesn't want to get stomped on. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. We'll see. He's definitely he going to have done, Draymond. Like, I was gonna say, game, if, he, if I would have watched that and like Sabonis just fell and then Draymond blatantly made an effort to like walk over him and then stomp, kind of like that's um, that's one thing. Dominican Sue. Yeah, sometimes, but it was a scuffle. Draymond was already starting to move back and sprint back when Sabonis fell, and Draymond was like already moving full speed, and Sabonis just grabbed his leg while he's in mid stride. Like, what are you going right. to do? It's either put force your leg down real quickly so to regain your balance, or he's just going to fall. Like a lot of him stomping was reactionary, in my opinion. I would agree. I, I just that's just. Bad Physics. taste. Leaves a bad taste in my <laughs> mouth. I agree. Leaves a bad taste. And then the next story I kind of wanted to touch on was Mike Brown getting coach of the year. I called which it. I love. I did too. I did called you? it a couple. Yeah, I called it like a month ago. Oh, he was I love it. it. He deserves it. He, uh, he, he also became the first coach in the league history to win it unanimously. Really? Yeah, he won it unanimously. Which is pretty That's cool. amazing. He deserves the shit out of that, though, what he's done with that team this year. Sacramento's kind of really around. good. I, they're, they're, they're about good. to win. How far do you think they're going to make it? Western Conference Finals, and I think they'll lose. <clears throat> Who do you think is going to meet them there? Then? Denver. Okay, I can see that. I wouldn't be upset about that at all. I they're a fun either. team to watch so far. I just, I think... Uh, I think Denver and Sacramento are built very similarly. Sabonis is like a, for lack of a better term, a poor man's Jokic. I'm not <laughs> saying that Sabonis isn't good because he is. I don't. Want, and I'm not trying to say that he isn't. And then De'Aaron Fox is better than Murray, but they're both good point guards. And then Harrison Barnes is the third man for uh, Sacramento, which is he's the one that's been. Harrison Barnes is the one that Golden State hasn't had an answer for. But, you know, Michael Porter Jr. kind of does the Harrison Barnes role. They're, I don't know. They're just they're, – they're fun teams. Lots of ball movement. Lots I mean, of offensive firepower. Yeah, because, I mean, just think about, like, last year they went 30-52. and 52. And This year they're in the playoffs and they won their division. I, say, I think they won 50 games also. Let me check. Uh, oh no! They were two off. Thirty-four. Yep. Which I think they're like the. I forgot what seed they were, but they're the three seed. They were uh, three games behind Memphis for the two. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm happy for him. He fucking deserves it. That Kings team is has definitely has a very bright future. Oh, one hundred percent. They're gonna. Then, uh, well, they're younger than Denver. <laughs> A little bit. I don't know. Yeah, they have a very core young team, which is going to be Teams nice. like Golden State, the Clippers, and the Lakers. And, like, this is their last Harabi and, like, championship potentially. 
I think in the West, Phoenix might still have like yeah, CP3 is going to be gone, but mm-hmm. I still think they got another year. Or I think they got another two years after that being chip contenders because Durant's still only thirty four. He's going to get a little older, but Booker and Aiton are still young. But Memphis and Sacramento and the Thunder in the West are oh Thunder are going to be they, they're looking really good I'm for the future. Good next year. I'm gonna try to watch as much as I can next year. They got a young team as well. They have the youngest team in the league, I'm pretty sure. With some studs on there. Yep. Actually, I'm gonna look it up real quick. They got Josh Giddy, Shea, Jalen Williams, the rookie, has been nuts. He's he's been really good. Hmm. Yeah. The Houston, the uh, oldest Oklahoma. player on their roster. They had Dario Saric is, is twenty three years old. Yep, they're young. Rockets are then at the second unit is at twenty three point five. The oldest team is the Kings. Well, not Sacramento's the oldest, the oldest team. Not the oldest team. Sorry, <clears throat> they got their average age is twenty six, so they're still a fairly young team. Yeah. Yeah, so they're pretty much kind of right in the middle of the pack. All right, so to switch sports a little bit, the next thing we're going to be talking about is Tua, how he's talking about retiring because of all of his concussions, where he said that he was, he had a press conference, he was saying that how he was talking with his family and everything this offseason about possibly retiring. As far as I know, he's still coming back this year. Yeah, I... But I wonder how many more injuries it's going to take for him to... Actually, retire. Like, is it just one more, two more? I'm kind of curious. I'm glad that he at least discussed it with his family, you know? Yeah, he he recognizes it, which is good. And he said, he said, I always dreamed of playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what he was watching, that he's watching his dad. It's my health, it's my body. And I feel like this is what's best for me and my family. Which, if he's trying to secure the bag, and that's all he's trying to do is like one more year, secure the bag. And that, like, fine. But, at the same time, you, we, we see what concussions and brain injuries can do to people. And if you want to have any sort of quality of life afterwards to be able to enjoy and spend with your child and your family, you are legitimately putting it at risk by taking another hit to the head. Right, especially after the, and, the nasty hits he took last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's hard to pass up, you know, fame and millions of dollars and making sure your family's set for life. But right, what costs? Well, what are the costs? You know, you can't put a price tag on the inability to ever have a normal life again, regardless of how much money you have. What's the point of having if you can't enjoy it? Right, that quality of life aspect. Right. Slight fun fact: the Milwaukee Bucks are the oldest team in the league, with an average age of thirty. Yep, their window's <coughs> closing. <coughs> Excuse me. Depending on Giannis' place, I would agree with that. He's like 29. He's still got like four more years of elite play. So do you think Mixon should have retired? Or are you, you content with his decision? With Tua? Yeah. I personally, I always said before that I thought he should honestly retire. And... As somebody who doesn't want to see anybody get hurt, I still think he should retire. Um, but at the same time, I'd be open with the uh, 
with the organization. I mean, I know not everyone's going to be the Steelers and get the kind of cr- treatment Ryan Shazier got, right? Which is awesome what they did for him, but at least discuss it as an avenue. Yeah, like, it's kind of like how the the Dodgers keep signing. Uh, I think his last name is Tool to that contract every year, just so he can access have access to the insurance and mental health facilities. Mm-hmm. Similar situation. Yeah, just like ask to stay, at least ask to stay around the organization, take on a, you know, a QB's coaching job or something, and then offensive or offensive coordinator or something, do something like that. And it's not like he wouldn't be able to make money elsewhere. Like how many quarterbacks in just in the last 13 years have we seen that, have, or not even as quarterbacks, just players in general that have mm-hmm. retired because, I mean, their time was up or and or retired early because of injuries that are now sports analysts for ESPN or other networks that are making millions of dollars that way still and without take putting their body at risk. Although I can't say it's a injury-free or hazard-free zone when you're sitting at a sports analyst desk on live TV because I've seen Charles Barkley and Shaq fall many times and get hurt and then Shaq show up wearing bubble wrap the next <laughs> episode. <clears throat> Stuff's pretty funny. but It is. But still, I mean, if if, if – I mean, the way he worded it, he did make it seem like it's not about the money, and he just wants to like make his boy proud, and that's that's yeah, cool. Yeah, he wants his kid to see his kids to see him play, which is respectable. So I mean, right? As I said, but if it was all about the money, then just retire and take an analyst job or something, make the money without putting your body at risk. Right, which is understandable. All right, so this next one we got: Mixon pleads not guilty today. He pled not guilty or was found not guilty? He pled not guilty. Hmm. How are you feeling? Ooh, I mean, Blaine Gabbert signed with the Chiefs. I mean, Interesting. Chiefs needed a backup quarterback. Chad Henney retired after the Super Bowl. But <clears throat> Mixon, I don't know. He's he's had, he's had off-field issues since college. I mean, he goes far and he goes long periods of time in between his incidences at least. But we can't ignore that he's a repeat offender. And just to backtrack a little bit, yes, Draymond Green's a repeat offender in the NBA, but we're talking about fouls, not actual breaking the law. It's different. But um, I don't know. He Vixen's been weird in the NFL. He's a very talented player, but he's lack of explosiveness slash not being used correctly during portions of his tenure there have led to an up-and-down week-to-week showing for him. And I did not I did hear that they, uh, the Bengals offered Mixon this morning that he has to be willing to take a pay cut or he's going to be gone. Uh, they'll yeah. ke- they'll was, keep him on pay cut. To, I was just about to bring that up. But if I don't I think he's going to. He might not. I don't know. Well, if Mixon, like, you're – if I'm mixing, I'm just taking the pay cut and staying job security because with off the field issues and internal locker room inj- issues and the other, I mean, like Lamar won an MVP and he's still 25 in a position that can play for 10 more years or he's 26, but Mixon's already 26 in a position that he's got, you know, statistically speaking, historically speaking, he's got like a year, he's got a season or two left in him that could be productive. <clears throat> but 
I, so I wouldn't be risking saying no and then going to a team that's not he's not going to get the money he wants or the playing time he wants. Or the right, at least this way he knows he's the number one. Right. With and if he, and even if he takes the pay nice cut, payday. I still don't see the Bengals taking a running back that is going to replace him day one. I don't think that's in their plans to begin with because they're so invested in that passing offense and why not? Yeah, I think they they don't taking a running back is the last thing they want. They they still like Mixon, but that salary cap is what they want to come down. But sometimes, I mean, if they do come, though, I do see them taking a running back at some point in the draft just to kind of fill in a little bit. But if Mixon's still there, there's virtually no shot they draft a running back outside of the fifth round. I agree. The only way I can see them taking a running back is if someone that shouldn't be there, like Gibbs or <clears throat> Zach Charbonnet, are still sitting there at like the fourth round, yeah, like end of the, the third round, backs. then maybe. <clears throat> but <clears throat> outside of that, no. I could see that. I could see that. So, And then real quick, I also wanted to touch on Jalen Hurts getting his contract, being the highest paid. Okay, five years, two hundred fifty-five million. Hundred seventy-nine of it is locked in, and he gets fifty-one on average, fifty-one million a year. I think it's well deserved. I, I think it is. I never like paying quarterbacks that much money, though. So, a little bias in that I'm, sense. But I'm, I'm I mean, flippy I floppy. He hasn't, I ha- can't say he hasn't necessarily earned it after the year he just. Had. I, I'm flippy floppy. I'm not saying he doesn't necessarily deserve it, but he one season shouldn't necessarily justify being the highest paid player in the NFL. And you got a point. I'm going to say that with, because of one season, yeah, you, as a team, you went to the Super Bowl. Part of it is because of his impressive play, but he also arguably had the best offensive line and defensive line in the entire league, Mm -hmm. the entire season. Also a top five wide receiver duo, a top five tight end. And this is before yeah, he started popping off. And you also had a top five secondary and top five defense in general. So like so so if Lamar doesn't deserve money for winning an MVP off of what he actually did, then rewarding somebody with fifty one million a year for a technical team accomplishment doesn't sit right. Low pricey. With me. Low pricey, I'll give you that one. Not saying that Hertz isn't a top five QB in the league talent wise right now. I think he is. But I would want to see him I mean, obviously I wouldn't not expect him to go to the Super Bowl every single year or, or no contract. That's kind of unfair. Right. As a but uh at least show that you're a top five five to seven QB in the league for like a three year stretch before you get a giant, you know, five year four to five year two hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the unfortunate thing with contracts right now, especially QB contracts right now, right? Is you can have one or two good years and then get a massive pay, massive payday out of it. It's all these agents. That and, I mean, the teams see how good the player can be and they don't want to necessarily restart from the beginning by drafting for one. And then trading for another high-profile quarterback that's good is going to cost an arm and a goddamn leg, as we saw with, like, Mass Effort, for example. Yep. 
So, I mean, I can't blame them. Um, I don't like that price tag per year. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but going to but make one Super, but one Super Bowl run as a team, zero MVPs. You haven't led the league in any statistical category at your position. You shouldn't be making more money than Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. He just passed. And, and honestly, not Lamar either. Or Matt Stafford or Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. He shouldn't be making more money than any of those guys I just named. So before Hurts, it was Aaron Rodgers. That was the highest paid at like $49 million. After those guys I just said, if we want to have Hurts, then yes, I, make, then I, I can go with that. See, I, I've always thought quarterbacks should be capped at like $35 million a year. Yep. I think that's... And then that gives the team a little bit more flexibility this way. It kind of hurts the team potentially a little bit. Unless there's like a further restructure down the line, which I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. Jalen is honestly, a team like, player, so if they ask him to to resign a player, I mean, I'm sh- more than likely he will restructure. Heck, this might sound childish or out there, but I think just under the criteria I've given that Deshaun Watson's contract's more deserving than Jalen Hurts's. Because before his off-field incidents and not playing, he had, he had three straight seasons of proving that he's a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah, it was just a statistically he was. Brown's part. Yeah, he did. I think he wasn't, but I after mean, a year and a half Super off, Bowl, like but... shoot, after a year and a half off, though, I mean that's a mighty big price to pay. But I think he's, I think he's only getting like forty million a year, something like that. Dak's another quarterback that doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I'm gonna say I think the two, I think the Hertz deserve to get paid. I just don't agree with the full amount. Uh, he hasn't showed me enough yet. I want to see it more than once. Uh, there's been multiple QBs, multiple, not even just QBs, multiple players in the history of sports. Lots of them that have one offs and then never even get remotely close to that year ever again. And then <clears throat> it happens every single season. <laughs> and. Yeah. So here are the top 10 quarterbacks and their average per year. Jalen Hurts, 51. Aaron Rodgers, 50.2. Russell Wilson, 49. Kyler Murray, 46. Deshaun Watson, 46. Patrick Mahomes, 45. Josh Allen, 43. Matt Stafford, 40. Dak, 40. Daniel Jones, 40. I don't think Kyler, Dak, or Daniel Jones deserve to be on that list in general, and I think Hurts should be a little lower. I don't think Derek Carr does. He's next one down at 37.5. I don't think Carr does either. Gino got paid, though. I'm happy he got paid. He did, he did pretty I, well. I he like earned, Gino. He earned that $24 million a year he's getting now. Yeah. So I he's, agree. I, I he's think the highest paid QBs in order in the league should be Mahomes 1, Burrow 2, well, Rodgers 3, Allen 4, Herbert five, Stafford six, then Hurts seven. Yeah, later this year, really next, next offseason, we'll see Joe Burrow get paid, and then year after that, we'll see Trevor Lawrence get paid. They both might break the market. They might, depending on how these next years go. I mean, Joe I'll Burrow Herbert gets, will. Herbert gets his contract the same year as Burrow does, though, too. <clears throat> Burrow Burrow will get paid just off of his past years, and he. He's going to have another good year this year. I was going to say, Burrow's probably going to end up getting like $55 million a year or something like that, and I can see Herbert getting like 
44 to 46. Oh, I guess we'll see how much Burrow tries to get. He's definitely going to get paid. I want to be surprised. I'm, I don't know, actually. He's going to get upwards of 40, though. At least 40. Guaranteed. Oh, no, he doesn't. But maybe he, he tries to work it out to where, you know, him and uh, Chase can stay and get paid together. Because then I C. Higgins, I believe, is going to be up. Has to be resigned soon, too, as well. Well, that's part of the reason why they need Mixon to take a pay cut. True. Yeah, this is his his last year on contract. So next year he'll be being a free agent again. So Very I guess we'll true. see. I mean, they got they're gonna have to resign Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. That's crazy. It's gonna be a lot of money tied up into that. It's gonna be hard to keep it together and stay under the salary cap and put a competitive team everywhere else on the field. Yeah, I mean that's why I wouldn't be surprised if if they just try if um, maybe they all try to you know take a little not a big pay cut but a little bit pay cut just to stay together because they've seen how well they can be together. So right, and once you start making this x amount of millions, what's what's another five million? Like really? <laughs> so twenty twenty four, the Bengals are projected to have. 93 million in cap space. Jeez. So in theory, they can have, they'll have plenty of money, especially resign those three people. Cause those are the three key people on offense, at least then defense. I'm not sure who's going to be expiring then, but actually we can take a little gander real quick. Well, they got a decent amount of people. They're going to have to resign next year. Oh, that sucks for them. <laughs> well, what's funny to me, the Saints, Browns, Dolphins, Chargers are both over by 26 million plus. The Saints alone are in the negative 53 million. And the Browns are negative 47 million. <clears throat> wow. For 2024, they got <laughs> they got some fucking work to do. Jesus Christ. I can't believe how I can't, I can't. They are kind of mildly screwed. Oh yes, I, I don't. Yes, they are. But the Bengals, as right now, they have plenty. Well, hopefully, we'll have enough money to stand over everybody. So I would love to see. I would love to see those three stick together for the long haul. That'd be amazing. I would too. That that would be good because it keep it keep the the rivalry going and against Kansas City and. I like the idea of having four to five elite young QBs in the AFC with Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, and Lamar. And right, I just hope Lamar stays with Ravens. They just need to pay him already. I, that man what he wants. I mean, the contract that he turned down from the Ravens was more than what Hurts got. Right, but it's just about that guarantee. He wants fully guaranteed. Uh, the amount that he was fully guaranteed was like five million more fully guaranteed than when Hertz was guaranteed. I, I looked at I, I was like looking at it the other day, and I don't know. Yeah, the Ravens are pretty cash draft right now. They only got like a million in free cap cap space right now. So something I want to run by you real quick: we're breakout candidates in fantasy football. So what I'm I kind of like the list so far. Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, 
Michael Pittman, and Kyle Pitts. I agree with everyone on there. What are your thoughts? <laughs> so the list doing Christian Watson and Kenneth Walker, which I love Kenneth Walker. That's my guy. I, I mean, I think Kenneth Walker's kind of already broke out. He did. Thanks to the injury prone uh, running back that was ahead of him. <laughs> Pitts breaking out is going to require Atlanta to get another playmaker opposite of Drake London. Because all they got to do is just shadow the safety over the top of whatever corner's playing London, and then they could just have the linebacker spy Pitts the entire way. Like they can double team Pitts at will right now. And I could see it. He's been a relative bust compared to where his draft was taken. Whereas draft capital is in fantasy, but I mean, the only one higher with the higher target share and average depth of target, then Olave was number one. Pitts is number two in the, both of those. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, plus the Falcons had a horrid passing offense last year, and they passed at an incredibly low volume. I think they'll be better this season, especially with Desmond Ritter and, and his. So I saw the thing that day is like talking about how Desmond Ritter's leadership ability and work ethic helped the Falcons feel comfortable in keeping him as their number one guy. Yep. So I wouldn't I be like surprised him. if he he mildly breaks out too. You know, it goes for a nice like thirty five hundred yards passing, like twenty five touchdowns. Something That's like why that. I have him and Justin Fields and Michael Pittman on my roster. Guarantee you don't have him by the start of the season. No, I'm going to keep him, especially now with the news that uh, <coughs> Sam Darnold might actually start some games. No, you're not. You're going to trade him to me. It's fine. No, I'm going to trade Darnold. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for him to be named starter, and then his price goes up just because of that. No, I was talking about Desmond Ritter. You're going to trade him to me. I feel it. Before mm. the start of the season, he'll be on my team. No, I'll probably keep Ritter. That's I'll keep true, Mac sure. Jones. I'll keep Fields and Lawrence. Sam Darnold and Kirk Cousins are the guys I'll trade. Yeah, but you said that so many times, Travis, so. <laughs> I'm just saying. Kirk Cousins for Damon Pierce? What? Who said that? That's that's a horrid offer. They <laughs> throw Jan Waddle on top, too. She... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd want Kenneth Walker for Waddle. Oh, this guy says Tony Pollard's going to break out, which I guess I could see. He's I think the potential is there, well. but, at the, but I also think that Dallas addresses running back in the draft. So I think Drake London and Kyle Pitts is going to pop off, which I guess I could see. Drake London had a 27% target share with Mariota, and then it only went up with Desmond Ritter there. Oh, yes. But that was I think uh, Pitts was sidelined too. So. Ritter's a better pocket passer than Mariota. Mariota's just a better athlete technically, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, Ritter's got some legs on him to escape the pocket when needed, though, so. Very true. Do you have any problems with the list or anyone you'd add in? Uh, I think I don't have a problem with the people that are on it at all. I don't think any of them need to be removed, per se. But I do think there's a player that we could add to the breakout list. This is kind of a joke, kind of not. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's not crap on the on the Broncos. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't get much worse than he played last year. So, no, but for real, I think uh, Dalvin Cook's not in a Viking uniform this season, and I think Alex Madison takes off. 
Mm, interesting. That's a little spicy. And I'm going to throw a tight end out there that I think has a big year as well. Who? Pat Fryermuth. I mean, he did solid last year, so I could see it. Him elevating his game, stepping up some more. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, so for bust real quick before we end the show. Josh Allen, at quarterback. Derek Henry, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, James Conner, and James Cook at running back. I agree with everybody but Josh Allen. I think he'll finish where he did last year. He'll finish top five. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Ooh, tight end bust, George Kittle. Mm. Maybe. Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel, Devonta Adams. Are there predictions for bust? The predictions for bust. I've been thinking about trading Kittle. Maybe Devonta <laughs> Adams because he doesn't have Derek Carr. And we don't know how good their quarterback situation is going to be yet. There's a lot of playmakers on uh, the 49ers offense, a lot of mouths to feed. So some of, like, some of the capital that you probably use to acquire Debo, especially after his wide receiver three finish overall, he might not live up to that the price you paid to get acquire Debo. But he's, he's, if he plays all 17 games, he's still going to be a top 24 wide receiver. I want to call that a bust. I can get with that. All right. You got anything else to add, my guy? Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, also, if you haven't yet, we are our, the debut show for our segment called It's More Than Just Fights with, our, with host Ricky Roller. Um, he, that dropped last night. It's on Spotify. It's on our links. We're going to get that added to our link tree and everything. And go give it a listen. It's some great content. If you like combat sports, UFC, WWE, anything, all the back, uh, the back uh, behind the scenes stuff. Go listen. It's great content. Bye. <laughs> you dead ass just said bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>